Hi everyone, uh, this is Saurabh here and welcome to the Passionately Curious podcast. As usual, we bring more interesting, creative people around the world and we go deeper into their journey, the challenges they have faced and how they have evolved into the professionals they have now become. Uh, today, I have Oslem Osken from Amsterdam. She is one of my inspiration. I met her during a Maven course and she's a fellow Akimbo alumni. And I have learned so much from Oslem over the last, I don't know, one year of our interaction. And I, I have been wanting to have this interview for the last one year. So finally, we are here. And uh, I'm very excited for today. And Oslem, hi, welcome to the podcast. And let's start uh, just if you can introduce yourself to the audience and let yes. them know what you're working on. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah, first of all. Really appreciate the invite. So yeah, I'm Muslim Eskom, Amsterdam-based entrepreneur and teacher. What I'm doing, all the work I'm doing is around um, helping people to change their mindset into a growth mindset, going from A to B by changing your mindset. And I do this through the podcast, the Bridging Podcast, through my workshops, the Transformation Workshop, and to also cohort-based courses, which actually Sarah was one of the students few months ago yeah yeah and like that's that gives me a very good point to start this conversation changing the mindset and I would be a testament myself because I like like just before we started this conversation you were saying sort of you look happy and I think you have played a big role in that where you helped me shift from a kind of a fixed mindset to a more possibility based and more uh, I actually go back whenever I am stuck I go back and go back to your workshops and I'm like and it just gives me that spark and even in very difficult circumstances I try to visualize what a good solution might be like or what action can I take or how things can be easier than I'm like, if I'm making things more difficult for me than they need to be, then I go there. So let's start with this. So if you can share your thoughts on mindset and what does transforming mindset mean, that would be very useful. So very, very great to hear that, Saura. I'm really um, very proud and I don't know, I love it that you go back. Um, to do all the work you have done actually so first of all I want to say if you want to be a very good basketball player you can read many books on playing basketball you can read many books also biographies of basketball players if you want to be one you need to be on the stage you need to be there on the stage you need to dribble the ball you need to fall you need to make mistakes you need to just get hit you need to I don't know lose a lot in order to win you need to do the work and that's the same with mindset we can talk about it for hours but i mean really knowing and doing it is a totally different dimension so usually you know the way we sit now together this is my job the position where i just told i'm also much more than only that you know i'm also uslim the person uslim and the woman Uslan, the daughter Uslan, and your Sarah. And all everything what we have done so far is 
based on our belief system. When I say belief system, I don't mean like religion. It might be a little bit part of it, but not fully. It's like, you know, all the beliefs that we have believed about ourselves and the world and our surroundings make us to become who we are right now. For example, you are in a job X, you really don't enjoy it. That is because also you have beliefs around that that's why you have created that job you might have created like it's difficult for me to quit it's difficult for me to find another job i need to hold on to this job even though i don't like it people can't get other jobs it's already the job market is difficult why should i resign whatever or you might say uh, you, you might just do something that you don't like doing because of some beliefs that you're having it's the same with other things let's say um, you found your life partner and you, your beliefs like this, you know, for me, life partner, I always wanted that it's easy to find for me, for myself, a life partner. I enjoy being with my partner. Uh, we have together joy. These are all beliefs that are actually making you experience that. And beliefs are like the iceberg. You know, you have the top of the iceberg, maybe 5% or something what you see. And 95% is under the eyes you 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 can't really see what is that and in our subconscious mind we know the five percent beliefs that we are having about all the things what we are doing either it's a job either it's a love relationship either it's a work either it's about finance people have a lot of beliefs around finance about for example uh, rich people are bad people money is evil these kind of things so, but this is what we all know. But under that, the 95%, there are a lot of beliefs in our subconscious mind reprogrammed by our experiences. And maybe we can discuss that also by all the lifetimes we have had before or our ancestors. It is in our subconscious mind that we do or do not take any action based on these beliefs. So you can change your mindset, change the reality you are experiencing by changing your beliefs. But first, there are three steps for that. The first step is you need to be aware of what, you, what kind of beliefs you already have right now. And many people are even not aware of that. It's difficult to take personal responsibility because of my beliefs. This is what I create. So one number one is you need to know where you are. You cannot go from India to uh, the Netherlands, where I'm right now. If you are actually in Thailand, you cannot go. You need to know I am in India and I want to go from India to the Netherlands. But most people are in Thailand. They think they are in India. They are in a different place. So once you are aware of your beliefs, your belief system. And that's not in one night, that's not in one second. It's sometimes in one second with one belief, but it's by keep practicing. What am I actually believing now? For example, I give you an example. If um, a friend of yours says like, I actually wanna move from the city where I'm living in India to another city, but, but I won't do it. The first question you can ask, what is actually holding me back? I'm fearful that I cannot find a job, for example. That's already a belief. I'm fearful that I cannot find a job. Then ask yourself, is this actually limiting me? Or is it empowering me? Is it actually empowering me to go there? What I want 
It doesn't empower me, it limits me. So then the number two thing, once you have found the limiting belief, you need to disassociate yourself from it. You need to, you need to recognize it's just a belief that is created. And I don't want to underestimate or overestimate it, but it's really just a belief. But people attach so much energy to their beliefs that they even don't have energy to actually create new things because the old beliefs are so like a, it's our comfort zone, you know, we can stay in there. Once you recognize it, it, it recognize it as it's just a belief, you can decide to let it go and disassociate. Or you can just really see this, this is just my belief. This is not really me. It's one of my beliefs. And I don't want to hold on to it. You just disassociate it from yourself. And after that, Let's say you really want to move to that city in India. You can ask, like, what would someone else that is actually not fearful do? What kind of belief would this person have in order to move? She might think, wherever I go, things work out for me. Wherever I go, jobs are, I always find jobs, even though they're less, I always find jobs. Wherever I go, I bring myself and what I bring is valuable. But people with these kind of beliefs, they get there. It's not because they are too much, too less jobs. Because because the belief is creating new reality. You actually partly also tap into the law of attraction. Maybe even not partly, but a big part. Yeah, I actually like <laughs> experienced this in like it has literally happened with me. Uh, mm -hmm. I have been wanting to shift to Bangalore for a, like for a few years now. And I always used to think that, okay, I have this apartment in Delhi and rent would not be same in Bangalore or the uh, it will be too costly. And right now I have the exact same, like I have, the, I have an apartment at the exact same rent and exact same terms. And whoever I talk to would say it's so difficult to find an apartment in Bangalore. And uh, I kept uh, fighting that like if somebody gave me that information i kept fighting no if i keep finding i'll find a good one like and i ended up finding a good one and I, i'm like i just saw that like just uh, and and the challenge i think because when i experience your workshops uh the challenge is uncovering your uh dormant beliefs like there are many things that you have like just they are so deep within you that you don't even mm. know that you believe them and exactly. when we when we dug deep and we when we took them out and when we were when i was sharing uh, and other participants were also sharing uh, many times we were in tears because yeah we we yeah. we realized that this is within us which is holding us back and uh, the, i think that is how transformation like the transformation that happens in your workshop like that was the big root of that transformation is that we are not just going on the surface level and saying oh you want to lose weight okay do this lose weight blah 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 mm -hmm. and instead yes. we are going deeper into why is it difficult for me to lose weight in the first place what mm -hmm. do i believe about health about anything about money about relationships about anything what do i believe about them yeah and you know yeah. Actually, a very good example what you uh, have given, Saurabh, 
one of the things you said, like, you know, uh, every time something came up to me, like, hey, should I just move? You know, I was fighting these beliefs. And Seth Golden has a really nice saying. He said like that in my podcast, in the Bridging Podcast. He said, like, uh, it's not about getting rid of or fighting. It's about dancing with that belief. Because when you fight it, it will persist. And the rule, the universal law is whatever you resist, it will persist this but whenever you see it as just as it is no judgment why do i think like that oh my god again do, do, do. it just keep existing because you give energy to it and when you pay your um attention that you know you you give your energy there and everything grows there you don't want to grow that you want to grow other things what you really want and for example what your audience what the listener or the watcher on youtube can do right now they don't need to do a workshop with me. They can do, of course, it would be really nice to have them. But I would just say, write about a few core topics in your life, right? Just, just draw a circle and write down in the middle relationship. Draw another circle, write down finance. Draw another circle, write down um, business. Draw another circle, write down romance, for example. And then ask yourself, all of these separately what are my beliefs around it for example finance might be like i will stay always poor i am poor when i have money actually i'm a bad person and the more you keep going and keep going and keep going the more you just get peel all the beliefs and the more you sit with it and it takes time instead of watching the social media or doing all the other stuff just carve some time out for yourself write down what do i believe about finance i actually want to be rich but i'm not rich or uh, i'm always um, uh, skips with everything i've never seen i'm not lovable blah 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 write this all down and then you get an overview of, oh my god this is all what i believe about these topics that can be a really huge aha moment. And for some people, they even, at the moment they see that belief, it's already gone. Because like, whoa, I got an aha moment. I have yeah. daily aha moments. Yeah, I, I think uh, if someone wants to do it, I think I would recommend the workshop as the best place to do it. Because uh, as a coach, you are there to help people go through it and it's it's a very important role but if somebody wants to go directly i would suggest sitting with a couple of friends uh, who are of a similar mindset positive mindset because i think sitting alone and doing it is a bit difficult like um, yeah what what they actually could do you know you have done the uh, cohort based course you were together with other students in a group but i also have developed the same course in a video course which is called transformation workshop we can put it, if you want, you can put it in the episode notes. It's like www.bridgingworkshops.com and they can just get the course by themselves and they watch the video. They do the homework, watch, do it, watch, do it. So I speak to them, not live, because with you, I was live there. Uh, so they can also choose to do that or indeed with some friends, they can sit together. They have done more, more accountability. Yeah, that's a very good option, I think, like, if someone and i think again the first option would be to directly like join the cohort whenever it is happening mm -hmm. but the alternate option is that uh 
Oslem, next I want to talk about Dr. Joe Dispenza because I mm. think he is uh, among, he and Seth are uh, very big influencers in your life. And uh, mm-hmm. so we'll start with Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you can share how did you get to know him and what have you learned and how that transformation has happened. And if somebody wants to reach him, what would you recommend? And then we'll go and talk about other inspirations in your life also. But let's start with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. What do you already know about him, Saurabh? I'm curious. Do you know um, something about Dr. Joe? I, I uh, when you mentioned him in your program, in your workshop, so I googled him and I saw that he is a coach and a like, person who helps you become more positive and visualize uh, but uh, for me, like it was like it was coming through you. So I was like, I have a life coach, so I'll just focus right now on her. And but now yeah. I'm curious because I wanted to ask you this for a while. So I thought this is a very good uh, mm. opportunity because not only will I learn, but everyone else will also learn. Yeah. So you know, actually, he is definitely is one of the uh, one of the I would say big influencers in my life. But there, you know, I've done for the past nine years now already, so many different personal growth courses. And the funny fact is, and people are usually impressed about this, when I say to them, I studied bachelor in education, I studied master in child psychology slash pedagogy, and I'm actually a child psychologist from origin. You know, that's what I study. And when I say this, they are impressed. But honestly saying, I'm not that impressed because as I said at the beginning of this podcast, I knew the theory but I didn't know the practice you can I I believe highly in people that have that have walk the talk so you know I've been I was a teacher for a long time I'm still teaching partly and each and I'm not a mother each time I recommend mothers and fathers like hey you could do this 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 but always with a point in my head like yeah but it's easy said to me from me, but how is the situation at home really? Because I've never been in that situation. I don't know. I know it very well at school. I know it very, very well at school, how it goes. So I'm always cautious about that. And when I hire coaches, I had a business coach and that guy never studied as a business coach, never had a certificate, but he started four businesses. So I was like, how do you do that? Teach me, you know? So going back to Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Sussman, he is a doctor. He uh, studied um, chiropractic, chiropractic, I can't say it, sorry that word. My native language is still Dutch. So um, on, in, the, in, in his early 20s, he was doing a triathlon. He was cycling and he fell from the bike. And when he fell from the bike, you know, he the, the, the ambulance came and all. And they said, like, in your spine, we all have on our spine, we have these, I don't know the technical terms, sorry, but the parts of our spine. And he had many broken parts in the spine. So the doctor said, hey, you will never be able to uh, uh, walk. You need to really go uh, undergo surgery. It's very important for you. And he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to, I won't do it. And before that, he used to do a lot of yoga. And he was like, I'm going to train my mind as if I am already recovered. So he was six weeks 
on his bed at home, no surgery. And the doctors were really like, surprised, no surgery. Come on, you know, every, you should get a surgery. I mean, this is very important for you. He doesn't get the surgery. What he does daily for hours, you know, you should just watch his YouTube channel. He tells there exactly how it goes. I hope I tell it right. And he says, like, by not only visualizing, very important, he doesn't believe in it, by being, by feeling as you are that person fully recovered, after six weeks, he was able to walk again. Because every day he sent signals to his brain and mind as if he was recovered. And, you know, giving a single a small example in the power of the habit charles died he writes about a uh, athlete an athlete a swimmer which was training for the olympics and the swimmer was training his mind daily on how he would swim during the olympics you know lap on the lap, another lap another lap another lap he was daily before he was sleeping training his mind i'm going to swim like that he was not doing it literally in the visible world but in his mind he was doing it and once he goes to the olympics his goggles fall break and he still wins the olympics because he because he trained his mind so much that he was going to do a lap another lap another lap another lap another lap and then he wins the olympics and what dr jonas Prince does is through meditation you can heal yourself from very different things there are people i would just highly recommend you to watch testimonials there are people who recover from cancer, who recover from thyroid disease, which was irreversible regarding to some modern medicine, you know? And people that want to create abundance, creating abundance, whatever they want to create. Now, either it's health, either it's a partner, either it's a, uh, money, by training your mind as if you are that person, you can be that person. So if you want to be a rich person, you need to feel, first of all, as you are that. If you yeah. are not that, yeah. it's not you won't attract the two. And the more you are that persona, the more you're gonna attract it to you. I and agree. I have attracted I have attracted that a lot. For example, one of my beliefs was. When I, I grew up in the Netherlands, born here, but I have Turkish parents. So uh, for the ones, I, and they might know, of course, in India, like I, I grew up biculturally. And I had a lot of false beliefs around that. Like, oh my God, it's difficult to be Dutch and Turkish. Oh my God. And once I was at college, 17, 18 years old, I was like, oh, it's actually interesting because they want to work with me because I have my Turkish background. And when I was in the Netherlands, in Turkey, oh, they want to work with me because of my Dutch background. I felt actually a privilege that I could bring something in with a bicultural perspective. And since that is the case, wh whoever I will want to work with, actually somehow, I believe in God, or you might say a higher power or whatever you want to say, it's up to you it brings it to you it just comes truly truly comes i've created a podcast show so privileged that i have had amazing nice guests it has been never really difficult to get them on the show 
because I was believing it will come. I mean, Dr. Joe didn't come on the show yet, but I know he will come eventually. I just know it. I mean, I don't have any data, like I don't have any chance calculation or whatever. <laughs> because, you know, when you stop thinking, can you hear me well? Yeah, yeah, I can. By the way, because I'm going to sit one on the side. When you kind of, with Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, when you um, eliminate the analytical mind, the thinking of like, I want to go from A to B from this road, that's what your logical mind thinks, right? Then you, if, you, if you eliminate that, if you cut that off for a moment or just shut it down, you can find very other ways how to, how to go from A to B. Maybe I should just go from up here or down there or walk from here, or maybe it should come to me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I... And and he says like in order to become everything, first you need to become nothing. All peel off. In the meditation, you are coming in a realm of nothing, where you can be every single thing. And the nothing coming is more like you don't want to be like your past you don't want to be the, the way your parents you taught you you don't want to be your teacher you don't want to be the society who is maybe pressuring you to be a kind of a person yeah i like i totally relate to what you're saying and what i understand is before anything happens it's our own mind that stops us from taking action but when once we start believing in whatever we want to become once we start feeling that then then that uh, what do you say resistance or that reluctance to take action to make it possible like for instance if uh, you want dr joe dispenza to come on your podcast right then one critical action or one action small action is to send an email asking him to come over or uh, maybe talk to yeah. someone who can yeah and yes and no yes and no yeah. you know here's the thing what we want you to do is just shut down the thinking but open the heart just ask it from here fully wherever you believe in whatever that name thing whatever is called for you and sometimes after you feel that sometimes it requests an action Sometimes it does not request an action, but you know, and you know when you know. Like, for example, I sent him an email. They said no, whatever other reasons. But if you believe in it and if you know it, it might come in so many unexpected ways. It might just happen. I don't know. Like when I tell this to people, some people say, like, you believe in fantasy. It might be I am just eating in this restaurant and he's staying in the hotel here. Hey, remember I sent you a message. Hey, can we do the podcast? Yeah, of course. Maybe I don't even need to ask. He says, like, you have a podcast. I want to be on you. I don't know. Or I just get an email. He's open again for podcast. It's not only the action. So when I do my course, people, there are some students, they want me, they ask me, like, what kind of action should I take? But I'm like, it's not up to me to tell you. I can tell you, but that's my universe. 
that works for me. But you need to find through feeling what works for you. If you, it is a super cliche, but you need to do what feels right for you. And you know that. You know what feels right for you. You know that if you have really good moral compass, you know what it is. But if you keep believing in it, if you do it as if it is already happened, then it will happen. That is interesting. And that is like something uh, maybe I need to keep going back to because my mind has become that, that you have to take action and that has helped me in the past. So it just goes to take action and that will make things possible. But what you are saying is also another level of just letting, like Naval Ravikant talks about spreading the surface area for luck, right? Just, and by believing in things, you can let things happen to you also. Like, it's not that you need to like, just have that calculating mind. And I, I understand what you're saying. So I think the most important thing is here is, you need to keep being the person you want to be. That's the whole thing here. You need to keep being the person you want to be. Either if it's with an action or non-action. It's not about like, hey, I want to be a podcaster. Let me just sit down and it will come to me. We're not talking about that. I mean, if it, it might require some action, you need to just open YouTube. What do I need for this? I need this microphone. Do, 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 do. And then when you walk to the grocery store, for example, when you feel as if you are the podcaster, I am the podcaster. You feel as if it is that person. You you just walk as if that as that person. You don't try to copy someone that is walking that way, but you need to feel I am the podcaster. I'm walking. I'm having tomorrow a really nice guest is coming. And do also the work on the side. Yeah. Yeah, get I, the microphone and you need a microphone you need a recording and then you reach out and you are already an amazing podcast and all everyone wants to be on the show of amazing podcasters why not i am an amazing podcaster i want to be there yeah I, so like what i'm curious about is like have you been like this from the very beginning or earlier you used to have a calculating mind and something changed was it doctor joe dispenza's courses or what 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 helped you if there was a transition so what helped you transition from what you were to what you are becoming now so very very good question you know i've been always a driven person i had a huge drive from when i was a really little child baby maybe and what happens in my family, that's that's eventually just the story. And my parents were very into uh, making us all study. But there was a little difference between girls and boys. Like especially girls, uh, me and my sister, we were just, we grew up protected by my parents. And um, they were like, you know, um, don't just don't go outside late. Just study is important, but uh, don't talk to him. Don't uh, just don't have a boyfriend. All these things, and because of that, I was just more like, why? I should just do it. Why can't he? Why can't I? I just got more a bigger drive. But that was a very ego-driven 
drive. I even sometimes wanted to be a boy so I could do all these things. I don't want to be a girl. I want to be a boy. So that was very ego-driven. And also, I was so driven by, you tell me I can, I will do it. So uh, in my 20s, when I started doing courses where I did the work as practice, not only the theory, what I learned at college, I knew that there was so much ego involved there that I actually didn't even care about any other people anymore. It was only about me. I just go first there. I just go this. And I thought I was a kind person. I thought I was an authentic person, all these things. But that, there was a lot of things on my side that it was not authentic. It was not kind. It was not honest. You know, I thought, no, I am. And I was also very into blaming my surroundings, especially, you know, my parents, uh, by everything what was happening to me. And I also never felt it happened for me. I felt it happened to me because of you. And, you know, everywhere outside, they were like, oh, hey, Sarah, how are you? But to watch my parents, I was not. And so once I did the course, I got to know myself on a very ugly way, ugly side, how I also was. And I was like, hey, I'm going to take personal responsibility now. And which is not always still easy, by the way, because it really takes strength. Honestly, it's much easier to just run there, go reach the goals. It's, I feel it's much difficult for me to admit, oh, I'm also this. Mm, I have a hidden agenda there. That's why I'm doing this. It's not coming from a hard space. These are very difficult things, very, very difficult things for me and still is at times. So I was like there, if this is a reality I have created, the ugly and the good, the darkness and the lights, as I have written in my book, The Student, Reflections of the Heart and Mind, I accept that this is me. I have created this and I take full responsibility. And then I was like, if your energy is kind of a one liter water, that's your energy. Where do I want to put this one liter water in? In my ugly side, in my non-personal responsibility side, or in the cups where I take personal responsibility, where I just actually walk more with awareness, more with my heart. And believe me, because I'm talking really nicely about this, does not mean I'm only putting it in the nice cups. I still put it in time by time in the bad cups. But I'm much more aware. Oh, my fear is blocking that. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And it is like, I, I, I can just see the analogy of me being in your workshop and doing similar kind of work. And maybe your experience might be uh, similar or even better uh, uh, but that is a very difficult thing to do right to look at yourself without judgment and just see whatever you are without rationalization without like uh, without saying oh I am like this but because of that and just seeing that I am like this so that transformation is 
yeah it is it is very um, you know it is time by time painful you don't want to feel that pain you don't want to cry you don't want to feel like oh yeah this is what I'm feeling and this is why I'm not doing this because you know most of the things we are doing are based on fear if we are not honest you know people yeah. talk about white lies or what is it pink lies what is lies small small things that you lie off what is it called pink lies white lies and let's say we have this podcast call right and uh, let's say i um, wasn't there and while i actually didn't feel like joining i said to you i missed the invite for example I, I actually, I don't want to join because there's something else. And I just tell you, I missed the invite. That's why I'm not coming. So it's just a lie. You don't know that. But I would ask myself, why am I actually, why am I feeling like I'm going to lie? Because I am fearful that you would say, but you should, because we have an appointment. I'm just, there. the fear is driving there. Yeah. Fear and makes us would, do crazy things. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it, it, it takes more honesty to say, or more pain to say, mm-hmm. hey, Sarah, we made this deal together, but I actually don't feel like anymore. Yeah. Because Sarah might think something about you. He might think, what a bad person. He might reject you. Or I don't know, uh, you might think he's not real, well, will not help me in the future. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And many times those Your things are not even true. Your fear is stopping you. Many times those things are not even true. Like if, if you actually say that, okay, yeah, I'm not feeling like it. I am mm-hmm. in a different mindset right now. And uh, that would that might actually increase your respect in the other person's eyes. Like at least this person is being honest. And uh, when you make most excuses... Time, yeah. But most of the time, and even not, let's say... No, you don't get the respect. They just don't like you anymore. But that's how it is, you know? And because we don't want to feel that, Mm -hmm. we just keep doing the same things. And that's with everything like that. Like Oprah Winfrey, she said in one of her interviews, one of my biggest diseases was pleasing people, you know, saying yes on everything, especially when I just got more wealthy in finances, in terms of finances. So the cousins that I did not have showed up and people that I did not know said, Oprah, you know, you love children, right? But can you help us with this charity project? And she, she would say like, hey, but actually someone else should have helped the kind, uh, children. But she was just scared to not please. And then she says like, Steve, Steve, not Steve Jobs. What is this, Steve? Stevie Wonders, I think. Mm-hmm. He calls her one day and then says like, hey, Oprah, can uh, for this, this this charity, can you just help support? And she, she was she decided that morning, I'm gonna practice saying no today. And she just says on the phone, no. And then she's kind of really scared. But luckily on the phone, <laughs> yeah. there's no zoom. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, okay. And then just that's it. And yeah. she she got just such a relief like that. Someone said, okay. Because yeah. she was for years so scared that someone would say then, hey, but 
you know, you have money. To, to, to. Yeah. And, and even though he would say it, she doesn't want full stop. Yeah. Or she wants full stop. And you, it's again a cliche, you should really do what feels good for you. Life is so short. It's just you. I don't feel I'm running out of time, but I feel like things go fast. Yeah. And every single moment I'm in this world and I'm given to breathe. Mm-hmm. I want to really use it in a way that I feel so authentic. Uh, I think we are running out of time because you have to go somewhere. Uh, I would love to continue this for a long while. Uh, this has let's been do somewhere. another episode. Let's see. Mm. Let's see what your audience think, and maybe we yeah. do another uh, episode. Yeah. So, audience of Sarah, if you listen to this, <laughs> if you like it, give a thumbs up, and then we'll do another one again. Uh, and it it has been such an amazing conversation today. Like it it was a coaching session in itself. Like. And I think I am very hopeful that anyone who listen it uh, will have a positive transformation uh, through this conversation. I really want to thank you, Oslem, for giving me this opportunity to interact with you on a podcast. And uh, I hope to like very soon we'll do an episode, another episode and go deeper into these things. And I think these are things that everyone uh and like it's not like where you are wherever you are there is another level that you can reach there is another uh, transformation that might be possible for you uh, i would highly recommend uh, oslem's programs you can go to oslemoscan.com i think oslem is that right no it's it is oslemoslem.com let me Oscan. spell it for you o z k a n o z l e m.com and for the workshop they can go to preachingworkshops.com. Awesome. I will put the links in the show notes also. So you can directly click them and reach there. And uh, I would highly recommend her courses. Uh, if you are stuck or if you just want to grow in life, I think it's a good, uh, it's it's a really good place to do that. And also she has her podcast called The Bridging Podcast. You should definitely listen to her interview of Seth Godin. That was, that I just listened to it over and over again. And I have listened to so many interviews of Seth, but that one in particular just goes under the skin. So uh, I would highly recommend you searching on mm. Spotify for the bridging podcast and looking at Oslem's podcast and Oslem, uh, I hope we can collaborate more in different ways. And this is a very good start where we can go. So any parting words you have for the audience and then we. So thank you so much. First of all, uh, Saurabh, really appreciate the invite. Very nice to talk to your audience here. And what I would say to everyone today if you just before you go to bed, just ask yourself, what did I not do what I actually wanted to do? Ask and then write it down and write behind that, why didn't I do it? And then write it down too. And let's see. I will definitely do that and I'll share that with you. What did I not do that I wanted to do and why? Great. So, and uh, guys, you can tweet me or you can send me a message and I share with Oslem. So what did you not do today that you wanted to do and why? And let's get this ball rolling. Awesome. Oslem, thank you so much for being here and hope to see you soon on the podcast again.
See you, everybody. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.